It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's talk about the breaking news here yeah. this hour here on Surrey Policing, the never-ending saga. So I had Mike Farnworth, the yep. Public Safety Minister, on this morning, and he basically Line issued an ultimatum yeah, to the city of Surrey on this policing issue, saying the city of Surrey has not given him their report that they've generated and why they want to keep the RCMP mm-hmm. He wants it on his desk by 1 o'clock or else. Let's have a listen to what he had to say, then I'll get your thoughts. So here's Farnworth speaking to me a short time ago. I'm hoping to receive this by 1 o'clock. After uh, 1 o'clock, then I will meet with my officials. We will review the information that we have, and then we will make a, a determination as to what will be safe uh, and effective policing in terms of Surrey. But the bottom line is, you know, there is a police act in place. It, uh, it has requirements for me to do. <laughs> okay, your thoughts. Yeah, so yeah, I talked to Farmer just after uh, he was on the show here. Uh, he's obviously very frustrated. Uh, they've been waiting for this report for, for days now. Uh, no sign it's coming over. Uh, they're willing to sign a non-disclosure agreement. I'm not sure what Siri's game is here. So they had a secret meeting, took a secret vote over a secret report, and they won't show anybody anything. And they just assume that everything's fine. Um now, this stuff aside, this whole confusion over this report or not report, at the end of the day, it all comes down whether or not you accept the RCMP's self-assessment of itself. So the RCMP has basically told city council in this report, one surmises, that they've got the, the, the manpower. They've got the human resources uh, capability to fulfill the policing levels that are required. Now, if you go back to the ministry's report, yeah. which went to council unredacted after they signed a non-disclosure agreement, 800 pages, filled with all sorts of statistics on policing levels for both Surrey Police Service and RCMP. The ministry in that report concluded basically the RCMP did not have the resources because the, the recommendation was a strong recommendation to go with Surrey Police Service. Yeah. So the ministry has already assessed RCMP and concluded they don't have the resources. Right. This report the Surrey Council got presumably concludes the RCMP does have the resources to do this. So it's up to Farnworth eventually, once they sort this kerfuffle out about this report, it's whether his officials will go back and will they accept this report's finding that the RCMP do have the adequate resources. And remember that the province, they want Surrey to continue with this transition. They want them to continue with to the Surrey Police Service. The city wants to stay with the RCMP. So Farnworth earlier had put those conditions down, mm-hmm. saying like, okay, well, you can stay with the RCMP only under some very strict conditions that are non-negotiable, which he reiterated to me this morning. And one of them was on staffing. You cannot take other RCMP officers from other detachments to staff up Surrey. And now you've got the city saying, well, that's fine. We can do that. We can make this work. We can meet your conditions. So he's saying, okay, basically he's saying this morning, prove it to me. Yeah. Show, show me that report and show me how you're yeah. going to do this. And he doesn't have the report. You know, we got a statement from the RCMP last week that said they would take people from other detachments, but on overtime, yeah, not on regular time. So not depleting the detachments regular time, but just offering overtime. Now, I'm not sure that's going to be acceptable to uh, Farnworth and his people. And again, right. this isn't just Farnworth. This is the director of police services. This is the deputy minister. These are the seasoned pros in the ministry. You're going to have to make the call here. Yeah, all the top police officials. And eventually it gets to David Eby's desk too, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it's 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 going to be a team decision. The cabinet's going to uh, basically ultimately decide this, even though the Police Act only names one person, the minister. Yeah. 
But as you quoted so far, where Section 4 says he can make recommendations to Cabinet to reorganize a municipal police force. Yeah, he has the power to bring the hammer down here yeah. if he wants. Okay, let's listen to more of Farnworth here. Here he is talking to me a short time ago about this this key issue about this report from the city of Surrey that he wants to see and he hasn't seen it yet. Let's listen. I'm still waiting for that report. And in order as a statutory decision maker, I need to have all the information in front of me. And I've not got that at this point. Okay, so then I said to him, okay, he's, he's put down this it's not high noon, but it's almost one o'clock. High one. <laughs> one o'clock. He wants this report in his desk or else. And then when I tried to pin him down, and well, or else what? What are you going to do? He didn't really want no. to go there. But as you pointed out, under the Police Act, okay, he does have the authority to force this through, right? He could force the city of Surrey to go with this new police force. Well, that seems to be everyone's read of this. Yeah. I mean, the first 20 sections of the Police Act are all about the minister's power. And Section 2 is outlines that he has the statutory duty to ensure there's adequate and effective policing everywhere in B.C. And then in Section 4, he's the ability to recommend a cabinet um, to reorganize or to, to modify uh, a policing situation in any municipality. So it would seem he has the power, but again... He's been asked numerous times, would you enact this? Would you bring the hammer down? And he never really does answer that. I don't think he wants to do that. Oh, no. Right? I don't think so. You know, he doesn't want to overrule a, a decision by a city council that has now voted twice to keep mm-hmm. the RCMP in place, right? Well, that's the pickle he finds. The staff may very well recommend going SPS way, but then there's, a, as I said before, there's there's that sort of detached view of things, just this dry analysis. You know, well, you think you should go this way because the other way doesn't work. Yeah. And then the political lens or filter this has to go through. Do you pick a fight with this, uh, the council of the second largest city in B.C. that's going to have nine ridings at play in the next election? A lot of this comes down to electoral politics as well. Okay, let's have a listen to Norm Lipinski here, chief of the Surrey Police Service. So this guy's job is on the line here. Now, of course, he wants to continue with the transition. He wants the province, I, you know, obviously, I think he wants the province to bring the hammer down and and force the city of Surrey. He would like that, I think. I think that's what he wants. And and he makes the argument here in this clip that, look, maybe this is pa- past the point of no return. We've been going down this road for years now. Why would you turn back after all this work has been done, all this money has been spent? Here's what he had to say. Then I'll get your thoughts. You don't start building a bridge, and then halfway through you change and let's do a tunnel. I thought that was a weird metaphor he used because that's exactly what they're doing over at the Massey Tunnel. But anyway, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah it's an interesting metaphor. But just uh, halfway through building the bridge, do you turn it into a tunnel? Yeah. So I yeah. guess the the counter argument to that from the RCMP, it's not it's not past the point of no return. You know, yeah. RCMP still has hundreds of people employed in Surrey, so it's not like uh, there's nothing there to go back to. But it's going to be an issue again. It's a political lens versus the policy lens, and I'm not sure which way Farnworth. What is your gut feeling on this now? I got the feeling Farnworth really wants to go with this Surrey Police Service, and he's getting closer to sort of wielding the hammer here to force it through. Yeah, I, I, well, definitely. Um, I think it's been clear, pretty clear all along. They favor going Surrey Police uh, Services, no question. Yeah. But. It's not an insignificant obstacle to have the council twice vote the yeah. other way oh, on something man. like this. That's a, that's a pretty big obstacle. This is crazy stuff. Okay, we continue to follow. I get set to call me on it here. Real quickly, uh, I know you're, you're a student of this kind of stuff, of U.S. politics, uh, especially around the Vietnam War and some mm-hmm. of the history there. Daniel Ellsberg, the whistleblower here, who famously released the Pentagon Papers, right, that exposed the extent of U.S. involvement 
in the Vietnam War. And died on, on uh, Friday, I think. Yeah, passes away at age 92. Let's listen to this from NBC News. Ellsberg leaked the Pentagon Papers to the New York Times, 7,000 secret government pages showing the U.S. government had been misleading the public about the growing scope of America's role in Vietnam. I stole nothing. I did not commit espionage, uh, as indicated by the Espionage Act. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, arguably one of the most pivotal events in American history was a couple things. The leaking of this these uh, documents, um, to the New York Times, and then them being also to a number of other newspapers. And it was led to a hugely important U.S. Supreme Court decision, which upheld the press ability to, to publish this without uh, the government not having any prior restraint on this. So that was one key thing. But it was the raid on his psychiatrist offices yes. by the Nixon White House yes. that set off a chain of events that led to Watergate, Nixon's resignation, um, just this tumultuous time because of this one guy. And you could argue if, if they hadn't raided Ellsberg's uh, office uh, to get, dig up dirt on him to discredit him, yeah. Watergate may not have happened, and Nixon may have survived. And that sort of triggers a whole bunch of dominoes. Does that mean Reagan would not have occurred? Would the Republican Party not gone through this transformation that it did um, under Reagan and then subsequently under other administrations to the point where we see the Donald Trump-led uh, yeah. Republican Party today. So Ellsberg was a hugely important person in the American historical narrative. All right. It's Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Chris in Surrey. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. Hey, Keith, I have a theory, and I'm not a conspiracy nut by any, by any means, Keith, but I'm thinking Brennan Locke and her counselors went behind closed doors on purpose, haven't sent, sent the report to Mike Farnworth, so that Mike Farnworth, as you just said, bring the hammer down so they would be forced to go with the SPS, and that way Brenda Locke and her counselors can save face with the voters of Surrey. What do you think of that there, Keith? Oh, <laughs> that's rather um, creative. I suppose that that theory has been brought up before. Like been may, up. maybe she wants Farnworth She's to force them looking to do for it. a way out of this. Yeah, trying to save face, right. this Type of thing. Um, it's. I, I don't. Th I've always been. You know, the reason I don't believe in conspiracies is, is that most people aren't organized enough to carry them out. <laughs> and keep in mind, there are a couple, at least two counselors there um, who are uh, want to go SPS way. You'd think if that if this was part of the you know some sort of grand conspiracy, they would be speaking out about this. But we've had Linda Ennis speak out. She didn't like the fact that it was a secret vote. She wanted this to be in public. Um, so, you know, she's not part of that if that was the conspiracy. Yeah. Well, I mean... But it, there is a theory, you know, is Locke looking for a way out here? Yeah. You know... Um, is this her exit strategy if she can somehow force Farnworth into into a corner on it? Trying to make Farnworth the bad guy. You're right, right. Clinton, Surrey. Hi, Clint. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, we already got two gong shows going on in Surrey. We don't need a third. What's the other one? Uh, well, the third one will be that police force. And what are the other two? They have one is the hospital and one is the education system. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. It's hard to keep track of them all. Anyway, yeah, what? no, you're right, sir. He's, sir, he's got a, a, I think the education minister today is going to be speaking about uh, the, the education system in Surrey, the crowded classrooms. these All the these, portables. The uh, double-decker portables, yeah. as uh, they're called. Um, as soon as you open a, Surrey, a school in Surrey, it's already overcrowded. Yeah. Um, so Surrey does have some unique challenges. Uh, I've got a piece out today 
I'm call them just the population explosion in BC, particularly uh, in Fraser Health in Surrey, in the next 15 years is going to put enormous pressure on the health system, the education system in Surrey, but also housing. You know the price of housing. So uh, Surrey's Surrey's feeling the the, the pinch for they sure. They are for sure. Linda in Langley. Hi, Linda. Go ahead. Oh, hi there. Um, I was just wondering when McCallum was in and he decided that uh, there would be a Surrey police force. Where did he get all? people um where did they come from and all the cars and the equipment and all it just seemed like he pulled these things out of nowhere yeah well they recruited from from the rcmp yeah. a lot of ex-rcmp officers other municipal forces well some people came out of retirement yeah. to work for sps i think they've got 300 employees right now they do have uh, cars they did have a budget uh, mccallum did um of course, did initiate this whole thing. And Brenda Locke was part of that, if you recall. She was part of that city She government. originally supported she, a new police force. She right. Was, she was part of the original group that wanted to go to the Surrey Police Service and right. since then has uh, changed her mind. Yeah, largely over the costs, she yeah. has argued, that it'd be too, too expensive. But then Farnworth has put this pile of money on the table. That's the thing people forget. There's still a big pile of money sitting there that disappears if they go the Surrey That's Police right. route. And also, they'll be on the hook for the severance package. It was interesting at the news conference... Brenda Locke had already assessed the severance cost at $72 million. That was City Hall's number. And then she claimed she couldn't repeat that at the news conference. Another somewhat troubling aspect of this, she holds this news conference after a secret vote in a secret meeting and after three questions tries to cut off question until Janet Brown, our colleague, our global colleague, stood up and said, wait a minute, you know, there's yeah. a room full of journalists here with a lot of questions. You're going to have to answer some of them. Yeah. Let's go to John and Langley. Hi, John. Go ahead. Gentlemen, the very first caller, I think there is a lot of validity in his theory. I believe that uh, uh, Linda Locke is a master of manipulation. Having said that, I hope that Mr. Fern, uh, Mr. Farnsworth comes down with a positive decision to retain the Surrey Police Service. After all, I believe there's a finite number of years that the RCMP are going to be available for service. Thank you. Thank you, John. Yeah, well, there is that analysis right across the country. Um, it, it came out not because of, but in part of the Nova Scotia uh, inquiry on mass shootings concluded the RCMP culture was was sort of dead. And there is an argument, is is this, should a national police force be the municipal police force or should it just become a national police force? What do you think the, the NDP MLAs in Surrey, what do you think they want their own government to do here? Oh, I think at least at, at least two of them, um, I think, want uh, Surrey Police Service. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Sims has been on record. She favors, she still, to my knowledge, still favors a referendum. Not sure where Bruce Ralston or Mike Starchuk are on this. But yeah. uh, there's certainly support within the NDP Surrey caucus uh, to go SPS way. Okay, do you think Surrey is uh, frantically trying to get this report over to Farnworth now, or do you think they're going to let them hang in the wind? Who knows? Oh, who knows? I mean, I... You know, presumably they've got enough space in their computer to get this thing over to them. Maybe their fax machine is not working. I don't know. They could send it over by a courier. Yeah, they could. They could okay. get it over there by by Harbor Air. Harbor Air. Put, you put could it use Harbor Air. Put, put it on Harbor Air. Send it over there.